before we hop into this week's episode, please, please, please visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% off sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, Jeremy, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude? Sorry, man. This uh, <laughs> this whole situation with everything has just got kind of uh, taking the wind out of me a little bit. I mean, this is a weird situation. It's forced me to do a podcast in the car. So um, I apologize for any kind of sound malfunctions that we may have during this, this podcast. But, I mean, this has been quite possibly the weirdest week in a long time like this is a weird weird time scary and weird yeah and it's not even it's not even in wrestling like wrestling is kind of is what it is and it's it's actually pretty decent right now but just everything else going on in the world and like let's let's just jump right into it man so obviously um the coronavirus is is taking over all the headlines no matter where you look and you know just recently it kind of overtook the world of sports with the NBA announcing that it was can't suspending, I should say, um, its season for at least 30 days after uh, Rudy Gobert was found to have contracted the virus. Um, and, you know, it, it's now spreading across all sports. Uh, Major League Baseball, is, um, you know, they're delaying their their season by two weeks, I believe, is the situation. Um, the NFL has stopped, uh, you know, allowing travel for, for a lot of their scouts. Uh, the XFL has called it a season, um, which leads us to kind of the big question. Uh, well, and I guess before we get to the big question, um, you know, start with a couple smaller instances. SmackDown this week has been moved from Detroit to uh, the Performance Center, where uh, actually NXT was last night um, on Wednesday. And uh, AEW is making accommodations. Uh, to, they're, they're moving their show next week uh, down to Jacksonville. Um so thing, things are in flux, which leads us to the big question of what to do with WrestleMania, because that that is the big event kind of just sitting there. Um, and it seems like no one really wants to budge, um, you know, on, on making a decision, which is equally as alarming <laughs> um, because it, it kind of sounds like a no brainer to me. Like yeah. 90,000 people in one spot is just it, it just can't happen in this day and age. No, like, I don't understand why why the WWE is dragging its feet. I mean, obviously, we've had this conversation earlier today where the city of Jacksonville is basically saying, like, hey, we're not going to cancel it until you guys say something. And WWE is saying, we're not going to cancel it unless you guys say something. And right now, I think the, I'm I'm completely with you. I think, it, I think they need to make the call to go ahead and cancel it or postpone it for the foreseeable future. Move it to the summer. Like, what's what's stopping them from putting off a random pay-per-view and doing WrestleMania maybe like two months 
before SummerSlam, you know? Like, if wait till this dies down or just cancel it all in general. Like, I know this is a big moneymaker for the company, but they're a billion-dollar company. They can handle missing out on uh, on WrestleMania for one year. They're going to make it up next year when they do the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Like, for me, this is a, a public safety hazard, and for them not to actually make this decision is damning for their company. Yeah, I mean, they need to get ahead of this before, like, let's say they even continue down this road of planning it right like they're gonna say oh no it's gonna happen one that's stupid right like that goes against everything else that we've kind of talked about as as logical and rational in in kind of you know these days that are happening and also like even if it does happen no one's gonna go right like that that stadium seats what ninety thousand people is what they they keep saying yeah no one's gonna no one is going to go to that no one and absolutely not because like obviously like we have the the travel ban as well so people coming in from europe are not gonna are, is not gonna happen so that takes away a very big chunk of the audience go full empty no crowd no nothing have just the 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 stage hands the people that actually need to be there and then just broadcast it on the network and then that that way you're limiting limiting exposure but at what cost is that? Like, you, it's for the the guy that just looks bad for the WWE, in my opinion. Like, people were really, really hammering the NCAA for not canceling the the NCAA tournament right away, and then I bite the bullet. It's like it's just not. Yeah, it's um, man. I mean, it, it's a it's a shitty situation all the way around, right? Like, even outside the the world of professional wrestling, um, it's obviously had massive, massive effects, and like. It just seemed like the most like th- this announcement was just kind of teed up for them to be like, at the very least, say, like, look, we've got to postpone this thing. Like it's it's literally slated for what, three weeks from now. And there's just no indication that this thing is going to do, to pass that quickly. Um, I know there's there's some people who have the hopes of like, oh, it'll pass once it gets warmer. Um, Tampa's already pretty warm <laughs> as it is. Right. And uh, like it's I think I think a large part of it has to do with the fact that people just don't want to like at least the the people in power don't want to believe that this thing is real. I mean, there's there are people that still believe this thing is a hoax. I mean, we had our president that was saying last week that this was a hoax. A good chunk of those individuals are actually in WWE headquarters, which is not great. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 alarming. And I think at some point they're going to be pressured into making the right decision. Um it just seems too logical at this point. Like, there's there's counties and cities right. all over the place who are saying like, don't have gatherings larger than 250 people, <laughs> right? Like, there's probably 250 superstars that they could pack into into that place. So it's like, it just seems irresponsible at, at this point to kind of even entertain having it in its full capacity right like it's kind of insulting given right. given every the other precautions that everywhere else in the country every other company is making i know you we were just talking before we hopped on the air like you haven't been into your office in like a week right like and that's yep. that's the smart thing to do at this point um because uh what like whether you like, at this point like the ho- if you're still on the hoax side of it, like I can't help you. Like I- I'm, I'm still. I think I'm still kind of in the, in the camp of like, be cautious. Um, 
but I'm not going to like flip my world upside down for it type of thing. And then like I'm doing everything, right. like, everything I can to like prevent it and not spread it. And like, I'm not going out as much if at all, like, you know, staying, staying at home with, with, with the wife and, 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 and the baby girls. And it's just like, it's the safest thing to do. Um, and just <laughs> like, again, 90,000 people, even anything like half of that is, is, is um, a, a danger. Dangerous. And yep. Um, we just need to kind of nip this in the bud and like, look, postpone it. Just say postpone. It, it, that's not the worst thing in the world right now. Literally, it's it's quite literally not the worst thing in the world if WrestleMania is backed up a few weeks or or a few months. Yeah, I mean that's that really isn't the worst thing. It's not going to end the company. I mean, if they're dead set on it, like we said, they can either do it like they can do the complete empty stadium or do what they've been doing with NXT. Put it in the Performance Center. Make those make it a really small intimate event where you limit the exposure um but I, i'm with you i think i think it's the right quality to either postpone or just cancel in general sorry jay gonna cut you off real quick uh for a quick word from our friends over at untuck it ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy that's because they were never meant to be worn that way untuck it shirts were specifically designed to be worn wait for it untucked no matter your size or shape their shirts are the perfect untucked length with more than 50 fit combinations untucked shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages don't take my word for it try untuck it for yourself visit untuckit.com and use code blue for 20 percent off your first order they even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the u.s that's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com. Promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. All right, let's get back to the show. I know that we wanted to spend a lot, a lot of time on the coronavirus situation. We can dive into some other quick notes um, just to kind of mix up this, this, this episode so it's not a complete downer the entire time. Uh, they, they announced uh, the Blood and Guts um stipulations if you will for AEW it's war games i mean that is 100% war games we are going to get elite versus the inner circle uh inner circle beat down the elite on AEW but how do you feel about this i feel like it's kind of out of nowhere i would have preferred to see the inner circle versus mox and a crew that mox put together of like random people from the AEW roster cuz i feel like this this elite inner circle feud just kind of died down and now it doesn't really make sense for where they were Two three weeks ago, I think they're just setting this up for the page turn. That's that's what I feel because they kind of, I know they isolated and beat him down uh, on last night's show. Well, I mean they they took out everyone, but uh, I think this is where it happens. Like on just a with a lot, you know. I, I think we thought it was going to happen like to Kenny or or you know just with the Bucks, but I think having him do it with everyone involved. Uh, we'll just make it a bigger deal. So I think that's where it's it's going to happen. And you know, again, it's been teased for freaking weeks now, right? Ever. So yeah, I, I think they got to pull the trigger on it somehow. And and to kind of just make one of these, you know, these essentially dynamite episodes that they're kind of packaging as a as a pay per view, like make it feel a little bit more special, you know? Yeah. So one of the things that I've kind of noticed about AEW, and I wanted to get your take on this, is like the kind of the abundance of factions that they have in this company. It is a rather small roster, but you have, 
you have the best friends in Orange Cassidy. You obviously have the inner inner circle, the elite, and then the Dark Order. Like you have all, you had the Nightmare Collective as well. Like you had all these factions. Do you feel like they're getting a little out of hand in terms of what they're doing with the roster? Like are they are they kind of cutting corners here in terms of like building? Yeah, no, I feel like they're doing it because they want to because they know that a lot of their their superstars individually may not be kind of the biggest mainstream stars so this this might be almost like it's like a buddy system type of thing where it's like all right maybe we can get this group over and then from there we can build individual stars right like like even with the inner circle with um uh ortiz and uh well why is his name passing me up uh santana Santana, like you know they, they brought them in as the tag team right and then now they're slowly starting to put them in singles matches to show everyone like kind of what they can do and i think that's smart given that aew as a whole is kind of just a new product right and to to at least kind of give some of these guys and girls an opportunity to kind of get over and shine with somebody else i think it's just it's 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 not like the perfect thing to do in my opinion but i think it's a smart thing to do where it's like Hey, you know, we're, we're one of these two or one of these five <laughs> should get over. Um, and it's, you know, they, they may need to do this together to build each other up. So, and I think it's just kind of the smart thing to do for right now. And I think at some point they will have to go the WWE route and build individual stars. Um, I think they're just kind of taking the safe route for now. I feel like they, they took the safe route when it, when it came to the death triangle in particular, sure, because yeah. that one seems so random to me. Because you had a you had a single star in Pack who was getting over, who was putting on quality matches, who was one of your top ranked singles wrestlers, and then you just kind of force feed him into a faction with the Lucha Bros, who are also a top tag team and are over already. So they didn't feel like those three just didn't feel like it was a natural fit. I could see it for for the best friends and maybe Orange Cassidy because like they weren't huge names coming into AEW, like they were big names on the, on the independent circle independent circuit but like in terms of mainstream they weren't massive names so that kind of helped grow them but for pack and lucha bros it felt a little off off to me and i'm getting nervous about the amount of factions that they are creating i want to see them grow individual stars like i think i think what they're doing with lance archer obviously he came in on wednesday as jake roberts's uh client so they're growing him as an instant star he's instantly thrust into the main event picture with cody like that's interesting to me. Why not we do? Why not do that more um, and take more risk and try to build single stars so you can have these people that you can bank on, rather than always having to do going off the air with the inner circle and the elite or inner circle with some other faction. You know what I mean? Like, let's do yeah, something I mean, interesting. I see your point in that. Like, we don't want it to be kind of like WCW during the Monday Night Wars, right? Where it was the NWO versus everyone else to to end every show. And that's ultimately what led to WCW's demise. I totally understand that. Um, I I do think that, again, like even going back to the Lance Archer point, right? Like he needed needs right now, Jake the Snake, to kind of be there to to have some name recognition next to him, right? Like, you know, the marks like you and me, like we, we, we know these guys and girls here and there, but there are, there's a completely new group of fans who are getting into AEW who frankly have no idea and they might be watching with someone who's like um you know who maybe watched wrestling in the past or you know and they kind of let it go Jake the Snake has name recognition and I think it's 
I, I do think it's a temporary thing. It's, I, I do think it's the opposite of everything that Vince believes in, in WWE, right. right? Because he is so anti-faction. Like I, I was just watching um, the uh, the ruthless aggression, not doc, but like the series on WWE Network, and I, I was watching the Evolution episode, and Triple H just outwardly said it like Vince hates groups, he hates factions, um, and I think this is almost Cody in in a way like the freaking people who formed AEW are a faction, right? Like, right. That's just so funny to me, and so and Cody ironic. was in a faction. Cody was in a faction in WWE as part of Legacy. Right, exactly. So it's like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it is like the polar opposite. Um, I'm actually, I have to get going here soon. So I want to end on this on this thought episode, but I want to end on this thought. Uh, did you happen to watch the uh, the documentary about Florida Championship Wrestling uh, over the weekend? Absolutely, and it was amazing. That was, that was my favorite part of the Elimination Chamber weekend. The whole pay-per-view, I know we didn't do a wrap-up interview, uh, wrap-up episode, but that pay-per-view was really good to start. I mean, the Dan O'Brien uh, match was great. Um, I thought the Elimination Chamber, the Women's Elimination Chamber, I actually enjoyed Shayna going over and looking like a monster. I thought that was really she well done. She killed it, yeah. Um, AJ and Aleister Black were having a pretty solid match until the Undertaker situation, but uh, it is what it is. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a decent pay-per-view, but I don't think it's really worth us going into like deeply when other things are going on. But I wanted to get your take on that Florida championship wrestling doc. Cause I really freaking enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I mean, I think NXT has become such a huge thing and such a big part of our lives as, you know, wrestling fans that we forget that there was something, there were actually a couple things that were before that, right? Like obviously OVW, housed a bunch of huge names even before fcw right like you know john right. cena's brock lesnar's shelton benjamin randy, randy orton like that class batista like that class was insane right but yeah before you know obviously before nxt became what it became fcw was that place and it's just insane to see the amount of people who have not only come through there but who have stuck around right and i think that's that's one of the things they they always talked about was like or in the dock was that was one of the things they enjoyed the most was they were being built up to stick around and it wasn't just a flash in the pan situation. Um, They're being built up for long-term success. There was a lot of, uh, you know, praise for Dusty Rhodes, obviously, and watching those behind the scenes of his promo classes and like him really getting into these people to to bring out the best in them. Like that was that was incredible to see, and I just loved seeing those. I love seeing those like little things, um, and, and kind of seeing everyone before they become like the big E. Big E cutting a promo back then versus now was freaking totally different. Hysterical. It was so yeah. funny. I I I thought the the promo class segments were the best um, because you got to see Dusty and his element and really teach them be- to become superstars. Obviously in the ring, they're all really good. Um, I thought it was just, I, I, I thought it was really interesting to see how close actually Seth Rollins was to losing his job. He said he was like on his last strike and um, the big East uh, information was great. Like um, I thought everything about it was just very, very interesting outside of the Bellas. The Bellas one didn't, the Bellas story didn't really interest me all that much. Um, because for me, I felt like I've already like known that, but to learn more about like Seth and Charlotte, um, the fact that like Charlotte came in and wrote pops on her form rather than Ric Flair as her That's parent. So funny. Like I thought that was a really cool anecdote. So um, all in all, like if you guys haven't watched it yet, I highly suggest that you guys go on the network and watch it. It's really, really well done. 
Um, I actually, uh, speaking of another wrestling doc, I watched rewatched but uh, Beyond the Mat um, on on Netflix. Another so if you guys have one. a chance to watch that, that is that is a heartbreaking one though, because you have, obviously have the story of Jake Snake um, going through his trials and tribulations. So I mean, that is a that is a uh, that is a hard one to watch, but it's really well done. But um, unfortunately, I have to sign off for tonight. So uh, yeah. Make sure you guys follow us on social. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't be a jabroni. Wash your hands. Take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Later, guys.